Welcome to Ballet Talk. I'm Doug Fullington, and today I'll be discussing Pacific Northwest Ballet's production of Romeo and Juliet, with a score by Sergei Prokofiev and choreography by Jean-Christophe Maillot. PNB has been performing Maillot's Romeo and Juliet since 2008. It was the first full-length ballet Peter Bull brought to the repertory since he became artistic director of PNB in 2005. The production was created in 1996 for Ballet de Monte Carlo, where Jean-Christophe Maillot is artistic director. Before we delve into the production, let's talk about Romeo and Juliet as a ballet more generally. Coming into the 20th century, Romeo and Juliet was not yet part of the classical ballet canon. Unlike other ballets, such as Swan Lake, Sleeping Beauty, The Nutcracker, or Giselle, Romeo and Juliet didn't have a definitive musical score choreographers could use to stage Shakespeare's love story. In fact, it wasn't until 1935 that Prokofiev began composing his score for Romeo and Juliet, which was a commission from Leningrad's Kirov Ballet. The ballet's early history was a rough one. The commissioning contract was moved to the Bolshoi Ballet in Moscow, but for a variety of reasons involving the Soviet Union's political and cultural climate, the premiere of Romeo and Juliet was postponed. One of these reasons had to do with the libretto Prokofiev was following. While mostly based on Shakespeare, the ballet featured a happy ending, provoking concern among Soviet cultural officials. A one-act production of Romeo and Juliet was performed in 1938 in what is now the Czech Republic, but it wasn't until 1940 that the complete ballet had its premiere at the Kirov Theater in Leningrad. Leonid Levrovsky was the choreographer, and Konstantin Sergeyev and Galina Ulanova danced the roles of Romeo and Juliet. The production was received with international acclaim and was awarded the Stalin Prize. A subsequent film version of the production won Best Lyrical Film at the 1955 Cannes Film Festival. Ballet finally had its Romeo and Juliet, Prokofiev's score, from which no less than three suites were drawn, was performed in concert halls and recording studios, as well as on the stage. The opportunity to create a Romeo and Juliet set to a first-rate score has attracted many choreographers, among them Frederick Ashton, John Krenko, Kenneth McMillan, John Neumeyer, Rudolf Nureyev, and, more recently, Peter Martins, Mark Morris, Alexei Rotmansky, and Jean-Christophe Maillot. Maillot has taken a particularly psychological approach in staging the ballet, shifting much of its focus to the character of Friar Lawrence. The priest is often accompanied on stage by two acolytes, roles that aren't part of Shakespeare's play, but who, as Maillot explains, symbolize here two states of a single being, that hybrid self we carry within, who, in wanting to act, is nonetheless acted upon. In other words, the acolytes represent the friar, who is torn between helping the young lovers 
and keeping them from the dangerous journey they embark on. Mayo also capitalizes on the cinematic qualities of Prokofiev's score. It's sweeping and memorable themes that communicate all of the dramatic emotions that make up the story. The idea of the cinematic finds its way into other aspects of the production, including the projected credits during the ballet's overture. But even more so in Mayo's effective use of slow motion at particularly tense moments in the action, and most spectacularly at the death of Mercutio. At other moments, the dancers freeze on stage, allowing Friar Lawrence to sum up the current emotional state of the characters. And what emotionally wrought characters these are. Ballet de Monte Carlo further describes Mayo's intentions with the following quote. Rather than focusing on themes of political social opposition between the two feuding clans, the Montagues and the Capulets, this Romeo and Juliet highlights the dualities and ambiguities of adolescence. Torn between contradictory impulses, between tenderness and violence, fear and pride, the lovers are caught in the throes of a tragedy that exemplifies their youth and the extreme emotions and internal conflicts that characterize that time of life, a time of life when destiny, more than at any other moment, seems to escape conscious control, and when the inner turmoil occasioned by passions and ideals can sometimes have disproportionate, even fatal, consequences. Choreographically, Mayo takes a path that others before him have taken. Although Prokofiev's score is structured like its 19th century predecessors, made up of many short musical numbers that alternate dance with action scenes, Mayo more often combines the two so the story progresses as a truly danced drama. He also repurposes some music originally intended for dancing. For example, the dance played by four mandolins in the second act now accompanies a puppet show that foreshadows the impending tragedy. One of the puppets becomes a symbolic weapon when it is used by Tybalt to kill Mercutio. Other props, as well as scenic pieces, take on symbolic meaning during the course of the story, including a ramp that serves as Juliet's balcony, a platform that is first a wedding bed and next the wedge that pierces Romeo's heart. Romeo's blood becomes a strip of red fabric that provides Juliet the means to join him in death. All of this is supported by the unique design for the ballet, developed by Mayo's creative team. Ernest Pignon, Ernest's spare scenic design, serves as a canvas for Dominique Drio's inventive lighting, which features moving lights and stencil-like gobos, that suggest the town square, Juliet's chamber, the ballroom, and the church where the lovers are wed. Jerome Kaplan designed the costumes. His is a familiar name to PNB audiences, Kaplan having also designed Rotmansky's Don Quixote and Peter Bull's Giselle. Here, Kaplan works in a contemporary style, designing costumes that appear as armor-like doublets for the men but are actually crocheted vestments. 
long dresses for the women whose statuesque qualities are enhanced by a bun high on the head are cut so they nevertheless move freely as they dance. All of these elements work together to support Mayo's vision of a Romeo and Juliet that combines formal theater with a strong dose of realism. The scenery and the costumes were built here in Seattle by PNB's own scenic and costume shops. You will be watching a dress rehearsal of Romeo and Juliet that was filmed on February 4, 2016 at PNB's performance home, Marion Oliver McCaw Hall in Seattle. The role of Romeo is danced by James Moore, and the role of Juliet is danced by Noelani Pantastico. They are joined by Margaret Mullen as the nurse, Jonathan Peretta as Mercutio, Seth Orza as Tybalt, Laura Tisserand as Lady Capulet, and Miles Pirtle as Friar Lawrence. The entire Pacific Northwest Ballet Company rounds out the cast. Music director and principal conductor Emile Decou leads the Pacific Northwest Ballet Orchestra. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you enjoy PNB's performance of Jean-Christophe Maillot's Romeo and Juliet.